There is not a mother, sister, friend, or brother loves the way that Jesus can. He proved his love for me when he died on Calvary. He gave his life for fallen man. His love, his love is a boundless love. And it reaches down, it touches me, touches me. His love, His love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. Jesus wants to love you. There is none above you. You are precious in His sight. He will never fail you. When the doubts assail you, He'll be with you. Day and night His love His love is a boundless love And it reaches down and touches me Touches me His love His love is an endless love And will last through all eternity Jesus wants to love you There is none above you You are precious in his side. He will never fail you when the doubts assail you. He'll be with you day and night. His love, His love is a boundless love and it reaches down and touches me, touches me. His love, His love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. His love is a boundless love, and it reaches down and touches me, His love, His love is an endless love, and will last through all eternity. His love, is a boundless love, and it reaches down and touches me, touches me. His love is an endless love and will last through all eternity. His love, His love, His love, His love, His love is a boundless Me, I knew him and 
Oh, 
Let me hear you this morning. Let's worship him with our heart. Oh, yes, I worship. Oh, I worship the Lord. Yes, praise him, the one that we adore. Hosanna to the Lord of Lords. He's the great I am. Oh, yes, oh, yes, we worship the Lord. Yes, we praise Him, the one that we adore. Hosanna to the Lord of Lords.
right today and uh, I thank God for this church and how it's prospered but you know what we're not quite godly enough I'd like to say that gracefully to you a lot of times 
we remember wrong things, if we remember, how many people remember when you were born again? Don't ever forget it. Because, you know, there's some things that God wants us to remember. In uh, 2 Peter, the first chapter, I want to read most of that to you. Simon Peter, as far as we knew, was crucified upside down in Rome. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the apostles died a horrible death. Do you know why? They were a witness to the whole world that you have to suffer with Christ if you reign with Christ. A lot of people think that it's an easy road all the time. It's not necessarily an easy road. Sometimes you wake up in the mornings and you don't want to come to church. Sometimes you say it's too dark tonight and I don't want to go to church. A lot of times you say, I don't feel like praying today and I'm, I'm not going to prayer meeting. There's a lot of things that happens to us. And I remember, can you remember when it just tore you up to miss a service? I can. I can remember I came to 50 watch night services since I've been a Christian. I missed one time. I was working for Clarence Mitchell cleaning a beauty parlor down in uh, Blow Blue Ash. I worked all night. I was on strike at Formica. And a lot of Christians don't believe in going on strike. But I was one that did. <laughs> See, if you go to people and they won't give you enough monies, they won't share their monies with you, that's what a union's for, go out on strike. Anymore, I think all unions are buffaloed where they won't go out on strike. But we used to go out on strike at Formica at the drop of the hat. <laughs> but I wasn't lazy. I wanted more. I wanted to share more in what they, what they were willing to share with us. And Jesus... It's like sometimes I think you went on strike because of Christ. You just settle for a little bit, and if you dig after him and go out for it, you could get more of it. He's, he's promised us all things if we'll be willing to seek for it. But a lot of times, we're not willing to seek for it. In Peter, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. We've obtained precious faith. 
You, do you believe that faith is precious? Sometimes we don't have enough of it, do we? Jude says, contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of, our, of Jesus Christ our Lord. According to his divine power has he given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceedingly great precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this is given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Are you showing enough charity to your brother or sister? You know, you can have a vendetta against people if you want to. God permits that. But you won't prosper if you have a vendetta against anybody. That's especially that's of the household of faith. And I promise you, you will not succeed if you have a vendetta against anybody. It's time that we absolutely, starting a new year, let's make a proclamation to God that we will absolutely serve him the way that he wants us to. That's hard to do sometimes. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Christ, Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an utterance shall be ministered to you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be ne neglectant to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the presence of truth. Yea, I thank it me, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. I want you to remember today. I want you to remember when you got saved. I want you to remember how desirous you was to serve God. Have you forgotten about that? I believe from time to time, starting with me, I forget how great it is to have a desire to serve God. Sometimes I see young Christians and I think, God, give me back my desire like they have. Have you ever noticed? We ought to be prospering all the time in faith and in knowledge and in love and in mercy towards God. But sometimes we back away from him because we decide that it's too hard of a life. You have to put the world down to enjoy salvation. 
You don't look to the world to enjoy salvation. You have to look to Christ to enjoy salvation. Desires, desires comes whenever you have a, whenever you turn your mind and your tongue to speaking out the word of God. That's when the desires come. It's not going to come if you just sit still and in the rocking chair and rock. It's not going to come to you. You have to be about your father's business. Wherefore, I will not, I, I read that, knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. I want to say to you today, God has shown me, I'm not going to say this uh, like I know when, but God has shown me that I'm, I'm going to put off this tabernacle shortly. Don't be startled, because I know that God has shown me. I don't know just when, but uh, sometimes God will show you things. And I'm persuaded today that some of us is going to depart before this year is out. You could have said to Charlie Durbin last year, are you going to depart before this this year's out, and he would have said, I'm not figuring on it. I think he would have said that. Lou Harness, a fellow that we knew, I'd worked with many years. My grandsons both knew him real well. My son knew him real well. They knew him real well because he was a kind man. He, he died with a heart attack at 59 years of age. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devices, fables, when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him, from the excellency glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know when that was, don't you? When he went up on the mount. Jesus talked to Elijah and Moses and Peter, James and John was with him when they went up and they saw him plainly. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure, sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as to a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts. I want to go to First John now, if you will. Uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him, that Father loves him, 
also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments, his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. You have to believe that God is and that he's a rewarder of them that seek him. You cannot make it if you, if you decide that I don't know whether there's God or not. We prayed with a man. We prayed with him two or three times Friday night. And I was hoping he'd be here today. But I don't think he's here. But he accepted Christ. He said he was in Korean War and every man got killed around him and he said he looked up and cursed God and said why leave me here he got shot through the hand he said why leave me here and he asked me Friday night why did God leave him here and I said well he wanted to save you and I said are you going to accept him and I said I don't know the exact reason why but I said he knew that you were going to be saved. And I said, tonight is your night. And he said, well, I don't know if I believe it or not. And I said, well, if you don't believe it, I'll stop talking to you. I said, you have to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that seek him. But see, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. If you, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you can't overcome the world. You have to believe that he's the Son of God. This is he that cometh by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And in the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness of himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar, because he believes not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that has the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God has not life. Did you hear that plainly? Let me read that 12th verse again. See, Christian people are narrow-minded. They're narrow-minded because they believe that Jesus is the only true God. He that has the Son has life, and he that hath not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, and that you may know you have eternal life, and that you may be, believe in the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. That's meaning if you're asking the will of God. You could ask a brand new Cadillac today, you might not get it. Is it the will of God? But if you ask another blessing from God, and if you draw nigh to him, he'll give it to you. If you ask anything, desiring it in the name of Christ, you can have it. John chapter 4. I'm backing up. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. He comes in your flesh. That's how, that's how you confess it. He comes in your flesh that you know that he's God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereby you have heard that it should come, even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. If you talk about the world, worldly people will come around and they'll hear you. I'm not talking about Ain't that a pretty tree? Ain't that a pretty flower? I'm just talking about worldly things, worldly actions that follows Satan. It says, We are of God, and he knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Believe Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. That was a testimony of my father in a little Baptist church outside of Williamsburg. Watches Creek Baptist Church. He confessed that he loved the brethren, that he knew he was born again. He that loves not God, he that loves not, know God, for God is love. He that loves not, knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son and the world that he might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be our propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. I want to go over, read Chronicles. Chapter 7 and uh, starting about verse 12. By the way, my son, 
daughter-in-law bought me a new Bible. It's big print. I can read better in it. I thank God. This is one present that they bought me that I didn't throw back. I think some of them got mad at me over saying that I had presents from my children and I had never even tried them on. They were shirts, T-shirts that had no pockets on them. And I have my pockets full of everything. Not of ever, everything. I don't have my pockets full of monies. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Everyone that comes here to church God has chose you to come here and this is where you can bring in your sacrifice. This is where you can also come for help. I'm not saying that I'm a great help, but God has planted around me many brothers and sisters that's got good help. They're called to preach and they're teachers and if you get into their presence, you know that they came from God. They've been sent by God. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence amongst my people, has that happened to you? Have you felt like there was pestilence are all around you, that's trouble. I have felt from time to time there's trouble all about me. But you know if you go to Christ and if you sincerely go to God, he'll deliver you from thinking that way because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I read it before. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I believe, I'm not saying God's got this backwards, but I will say you have to turn from your wicked ways before God hears you pray. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their lands. Do you want God to forgive your sins? Don't tell me you don't have any. If you tell me you haven't sinned in the last month, I probably won't believe you. I know, I know the Pentecostal teaches if you, you can live above sin. I believe we do live above sin, but I believe we slip up from time to time and commit perjury against God, commit sin against our Heavenly Father. Do you believe that? 
You don't have to believe that if you don't want to. Now my eyes shall be opened and my ears attend to the prayers that is made in this place. His eyes is open. His ears is attending to the prayers that's being made. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there and as for you if you will walk before me as David your father walked and do according to all that I have commanded you and shall observe my statue and my judgments then will I establish the throne of your kingdom and according as I have convened with David your father saying there shall not fail you a man to be a ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes, that's why I want you to remember. I want you to remember God's statutes. I want you to remember his commandments. I want you to remember what you read so you will hide the word in your heart so you will not sin against him. But if you turn away and forsake my statute and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I pluck them up by the roots out of my hand, which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast it out of my sight, and I will make it to be a proverb and a byword amongst the nations." all nations, and the house which is high shall be astonish, astonishment to everyone that passes by, so that he shall say, what has the Lord done to this, to this land and to this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsake my Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore has he brought all this evil upon them. See, if you, if you forsake God, God will bring judgment upon you. I, I know there's people that says, I'm not persuaded. I know the earth groaneth, groans, waiting for the redemption to wit. But I believe God is still in control of a lot of things. Even though he said Satan was the prince of the air and the prince in this world. Yet I believe, I believe God can stop any earthquake, any windstorm that he wants to. And I believe that we can, we can somewhat stop it if we pray and seek his face and humble our hearts and be obedient to God. I think from time to time we fall short of what power that God's dealt to us. Did you realize that God gave the power to the twelve? They chose another one. I, I, believe, I believe God chose the apostle Paul. He was one of the apostles. 
you can read it, he said so. He said he was the least of the apostles because he had went out and murdered Christians. But because God gave them power to deliver the gospel, he gave them power to cast out devils, he gave them power to speak with new tongues, he gave them power to press all evil, press it down. He said, press it down and I'll give a good measure. He'll fill it up if you trust in him. We have sold ourselves short of what we're allowed to do. I believe that we can speak the truth to people and they'll hear it. I believe if we speak, have you ever heard this? I think I'm dying. Well, you are dying day by day, but you confess to Satan that you want to be killed. You confess to, have, have you ever said to your children, I'll beat the life out of you. If you do that one more time, I'll beat the stuffings out of you. You're not going to do it anyway. You just said that. You told her, I don't think God holds us as guilty as some people think he does, but I believe if you make foolish statements, sometimes the devil, you, you, you realize that de the devil doesn't know all about you? It's what we tell him is sometimes what he knows. And we tell him a whole lot. We tell him we're hurting so bad, my head is killing me. And so it keeps on hurting. Do you ever wake up of a night and you're hurting all over? Maybe you never did do this, but if you get as old as I am, you'll wake up and you're hurting all over. I've rebuked the devil and said, God, I'm not going to receive this. I'm not going to take this in my body. I'm your child, and I'm trusting in you. Remembering. I want you to remember. How many remembers their childhood? I want to give you some things I remember, okay? Uh, you might laugh about it. I remember when television came out. Do you? Some of you don't. Some of you do. I'm, I remember when there was but one phone in the entire community. All the kids now has got cell phones. They can talk to anybody they want to, time to time. I can remember when one person, uh, Marshall, you don't know this guy, but his name was Lus Moses. Your father-in-law knowed him well. They was the only one that had a phone in the entire community, and you, it was two miles from our house. If anybody wanted to call us, you had to walk two miles to answer the phone. <laughs> so they'd hung up by that time. <laughs> I remember when the Model A Ford came out. How many remembers that? Two or three here. Model A Ford. We bought a 1930 
Model A Ford, and Norma's husband delivered it down to the farm where we lived. We didn't own the farm, we were sharecroppers. We were a poor family, and I never got over my life from being poor. I know how to live on little. I don't know how to live on much because I'm always giving it away. You know what? I'd go down to McDonald's and get a chicken sandwich and give you enough money to go over to uh, Cracker Barrel. That's the way I'm built. That's the truth about me. I know that in my own heart. My wife knows it too. You remember when you got saved. You remember the time when you got saved. I remember the night that I got saved. I showed my ignorance real good. I come out and I was throwing up my hands and saying the trees are waving at me and the stars are wanking at me. I believe that they were. I went to sleep that night with the stars still wanking at me. I was looking out the window. I went to sleep about 3 o'clock and I got up about 5.30 feeling like a young mule. I don't know how a young mule feels. Sometimes I have a mule face, but I felt like a young man. I felt like I was full of them. I was jumping up and down, shouting, praising God. Are we doing that anymore? We ought to need, we need to go back to our first love. I remember, hold it up a minute. I remember the first Christmas present I got. It was a scarf. How old was I? 16 years old. Kids, if, if, a, if one of your daughters or one of your sons got a scarf for Christmas, they would probably throw it back like I, like I throw back those T-shirts. Probably wouldn't even try them on. We got a picture. My sister Norma bought me the first Christmas present I ever got. We got a picture down at the Union Depot. We were catching a train. We went in there and took a picture. I had my scarf on me. I was so proud. But some of you are spoiled. And I was spoiled in other ways. I, I wasn't spoiled with many presents, but I was spoiled other ways. I was spoiled after my mommy. I remember when the first night I stayed in the service, I pulled the covers up over my head and I cried. I wept. I'd stayed away from mom a lot, but this time, I was away where I couldn't go home. And I wept. I was ashamed to cry in front of people because 
I was not a Christian then. I remember when cigarettes was 11 cents a pack. That ought to thrill some of you that smoke. <laughs> or make you mad. <laughs> I can remember buying cigarettes. You know what? They didn't have a law on whether you could buy cigarettes. I think I was 11 or 12 years old. I can remember buying RJR tobacco in a sack, and it said uh, Old North State in a sack. You give 10 cents for it and pay for a bunch of papers to roll your own. You could roll like 100 cigarettes for 10 cents if you would take time to roll them. Roll your own. I smoked. I chewed tobacco. Some of my kids don't even know that I chewed tobacco. But I chewed when I couldn't smoke. In places where uh, I couldn't smoke a cigarette, I was tobacco fiend. I smoked three packs a day. From the time I was like 15, I got a job at 15. I smoked three packs a day until I was 27 years old. And I, I remember going up on Ellumwood Tabernacle Church, Carl, flipping that cigarette away, and I said, Jesus, if you help me, I'll never smoke another one. Lo and behold, the next evening at 5 o'clock, I pulled out a cigarette and lit it up. It made me real dizzy. And the memories come back to me, what I'd said. And I flipped it away. And I've not smoked a cigarette since. I'm not, I'm not one to condemn you for smoking, but I believe it's a, it's a nasty habit. But I'm just about to get done here with my memory. <laughs> my memory is not very long. I also remembered when I got saved. I want everybody to hold up their hand that remembers when they got saved. Praise God. I remember when I preached my first funeral. Like to broke my heart. I couldn't hardly take it. Did you know that Years ago, if I went into the hospital, I'd pass out when I was like 16 years old. Rubbed off on my son, Sam. I would pass out because I couldn't take sickness. The first funeral I ever preached with somebody from the factory. And uh, I think it was Hubert Webster. Some, someone might remember him that worked there. <clears throat> but 
he asked me to preach his funeral, and I got a, I got a kicker. I got Brother Vaughn to lead, be the leader of it, but I preached it, and I, I couldn't hardly take it because I couldn't stand to be around death. See, if you believe in Jesus with all your heart, you don't have to be around death. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will never die. Because I've realized, since I preached my first funeral, that people don't really die. God just takes their spirit out of their body and takes it up with him and their soul. And the hull is just laying there. When you look at me, if, if so be it, don't weep because I have made my way home. It's the greatest witness that I have for my children. I have made my way home whenever I decease. I thank God that he's present with me today. I'm not the great person that some of you think I am. I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not that great. I'm just a man purchased by the blood of Jesus, redeemed by his presence. If God was away from me, I would be one of the worst people that you'd ever saw because I would know that time was short for me and I was without Christ. That's why people in the nursing home, sometimes you find people in the nursing homes, they'll curse you out in a moment, they'll scream at you, they'll holler at you, because some of them's not saved, and they're old people, and they remember when they were young, and they're dissatisfied with their life. Everybody stand, if you will. I want to read one more scripture while they're getting up here. First Corinthians, I read it uh, Friday night. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. God wants you to remember. God wants you to remember the good things, not necessarily the bad. He wants you to remember the pit that you were dug from. Break it and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drank it in remembrance of me. God wants you to remember his death. He wants you to remember his resurrection. He wants you to remember that he was 40 days upon earth. 
And he wants you to remember that he's coming with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we that remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. God wants this, this quoted often. He wants all these scriptures quoted often. He wants us to remember. You know, you'll, you're going to remember something. You're going to remember when you were a child and how you tricked your mother and how you tricked your daddy. You can't trick Jesus Christ. Just come clean and surrender all to him. Let him know that you're not hiding anything from him. Let him know that he's your Lord and he's your Savior from this day forward. You that don't know Christ today that's here, I don't, I don't know if there's a sinner in the house or not, but if there is, it's your turn right now to come forward. If there's a backslider in the house, Jill, I'm so glad you came up this morning. Doug, I'm glad you came up. If you got something on your heart, if you got sin anywhere in your life, come and give it to Christ. This is the first Sunday of the year. We don't know how long that we'll live. Charlie Durbin had no idea how long that he would live. Praise God. Praise God. Youth, if you are not sure about your salvation, come forward. Come and give your heart back to Jesus. He's worthy. He's worthy to take your sins and hide them in the depths of the sea that you cannot remember them again. He will not remember them again. He can make you forget. Thanks, son. Said lukewarm will have.